Greetings, everyone. Welcome to D Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just has voice. Let's welcome our guest. Since going whole food plant-based in 2020, Janet lost over 40 pounds. Now she rides bicycle tours around the world. Please click like to help Be Green with Amy. Welcome, Janet on Spa Ricky. Greetings and welcome, Janet. Hi, Amy. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. We'll be working a little bit in the background on some of our technical camera angles because Janet's going to be preparing some food for us today so we can watch how easily she has learned how to stick to this lifestyle. And today, Janet's going to share her weight loss journey with us, and she's also going to share some tips for managing a whole food plant-based exclusive lifestyle while traveling. Janet travels often, and we're going to find out more about that too. So great stories that we're going to hear, cooking, tips. It can't get better than that, Janet. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. <laughs> so okay. I can start with my, my beginnings. Well, you My know what I think we're I think what we're gonna do? We're gonna start with true our game of true or false. How about that? T or F. It's time for true or false on Be Green with Amy Live. Answer true or false to Amy's questions in the comments below, and Amy will ask our guest for the expert answer. Okay, so we talked about traveling. So our first question is. Oh, by the way, please type in T or F, as Janet had said, not true or false, because social media thinks that you're saying false and it sounds like something negative. Okay, true or false, T or F. Eating in a hotel room, you don't have enough equipment to cook whole food plant-based exclusives. So T or F, type in your answers, Green Warrior. And Janet, what do you have to say about that? Very false, because even on a bike tour, I carry a rice cooker with me and I'll call ahead to find out if there's a microwave and a refrigerator. And if there's no microwave, there's always a plug-in. So I can always plug into an outlet and use my rice cooker. And the rice cooker is a little six liter T-L-O-G rice cooker that I got on Amazon. And it can cook uh, soups, and rice, either white rice or brown rice. I cooked quinoa in it and uh, potatoes. I could just cook potatoes in it. So it, it definitely worked for me to feed me on the, and you know, it's my only fuel is food on the bike trip. So it's really important to, to have plenty of it. So what? See, I can do it. It hasn't been hardly any seconds, and we've already had a hack. <laughs> already oh, really? had a tip. That is a great tip. Oh. Okay. So let's see. T or F, staying whole food plant exclusive, sugar, salt, and fat-free on the road is too hard. Well, I've heard a lot of people say that. So what did Janet have to say about it? It was false. I did a 30-day, 1,300-mile bike trip up into Canada through the national parks, had up to three days without stores. So I had to carry all the food, especially when we were in the park, although some of the parks did have little stores. And um, I stayed fully comp 
compliant. I actually, I went with seven other people and um, they would eat in the restaurants and I would just cook in my room and I was perfectly happy and, and I would say more satisfied because I could make whatever I wanted since I carried it. Or if there was a grocery store nearby, I would always find out ahead of time and I could get my supplies loaded up uh, before dinner every night. And I'd always load up with dinner, breakfast and lunch for the next day, as long as there was a, a grocery store either on the way or at my uh, evening destination. Wow. See, what a great tip that is. I love it. Was it was fun. <laughs> fun to see I if I it. could do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes when, when you're traveling, um, you, you, you're so worried about eating and you're, and if you, especially if it's someplace you haven't been before, oh, I have to find the restaurant and what will the restaurant have? And even if you're not whole food plant-based exclusive, that that's something that people have to go through. So because we're talking about eating at restaurants, let's do our next T or F. So Green Warriors T or F, when traveling eating at restaurants is preferable to staying compliant on a whole food plant exclusive lifestyle. Okay. They're going to type in their answers. Janet, what do you have to say? Salt. <laughs> I went to one restaurant because they made a big thing of oatmeal in the morning. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll come eat with you guys. So I go over there and I, I said to the guy, you know, are you sure there's nothing in this oatmeal? besides oats and water. Yes, I'm positive. I said, okay. And so then um, I said, do you have soy milk? And he said, yes. And I said, does it have anything in it besides soybeans and water? He goes, nope. And I said, are you sure? And he goes, yep. I said, do you have the package? He says, yes. So we went over and looked at the package and it had oil in it and sugar. And I said, well, thanks for letting me look. And so they had bananas and oranges, fresh fruit. And that's what I, I grabbed. Um, you know, you just, you, people just don't, they just don't know. And especially servers, you know, we don't pay them enough to, for them to know oh, no. what it is that we're talking about. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, that is so true. I've, I've been to, to restaurants or like in the hotel lobby of places as I stayed, they'd have the breakfast buffet and I've had to find out what is in that oatmeal. And oftentimes they, they make it with a dairy like milk or something. Mm -hmm. Or whatever's on the package, it's not just oats. So you just really have to be diligent. And it's just so much less stress if you just have your own food. No. <laughs> yep. I just, I don't trust anybody. In the, the, the trip to Australia, I had to carry, uh, we were awake for 28 hours. We had to fly from Seattle to Los Angeles, Los Angeles to Brisbane, and Brisbane to Perth. And I carried enough food to get me through all that. And um, it was a good thing I did. I, I signed us up for vegan meals on the plane and going over there it was all, you know, pasta and sauces. And, you know, in the sauces, there's going to be sugar, oil and salt. Yes. Um, so I just didn't eat any of it. I just I, I, I ordered it just to see, you know, yeah. and I just gave it to the guy next to me because they separated Stephen and I, my husband, Stephen. He was sitting in the row behind me. And uh, I just ate what I brought, which was a lot of potatoes. I had a thing of salad to, for the first day. And, you know, I had things that would last me throughout the, the time. We left on a Tuesday just to get to the airport to leave on a six o'clock flight the next morning. So we left on Tuesday, but didn't get to our Airbnb until Friday. Uh, 
So wow. we, we had to, I had to carry a lot of food. You did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do that too. I carry food when I travel and it's just, it's nice because you, and then sometimes if you're on a plane, you you'll get stuck on the tarmac for an hour mm-hmm. because of delays or what have you. And, and I'm always prepared and there's passengers around me that are just depending on those meals or snacks from the flight. And, and, you know, sometimes I offer people next to me what, what I'm eating, but can't feed the whole plane, but <laughs> it's always, I, I think even if you're not on this lifestyle, if you, especially if you're traveling and it's not in your control, you should definitely bring food. I just want to give you a little shout out, Susanna2202. Yay, Yay Janet. <laughs> you know, I can't trust the airports either because they may not be open. The hours that we were traveling, there might be vegan places, but they're, they're not open. And uh, it was just, it was really an education to see because, you know, the airlines or airports, they, the, the different cities like California, they're more aware of vegan and, uh, you know, whole foods. And so, but the thing is, if they're closed, it's not going to help me. So I'm so glad it takes away the anxiety when I have what I need. There's no no worry about boy will they will they have something or uh, will they be open all that's gone and I can just relax and travel. Well, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of of the traveling and also that you're you're active, right? You're you're doing a lot of things. So our next TRF eating plants gives you plenty of nutrition and energy for being active while traveling. A lot of people are kind of worried about getting nutrition and energy just by eating plants. So what has been your experience? Absolutely true. I mean, I, I we would ride 40, 50, 60 miles a day. We were climbing mountains. We were up in the, in the um, uh, Glacier National Park and Waterton National Park. Jasper to Banff. We went over the Sun Highway, and I have pictures of the the meals that I ate. Uh, so I'll show you what I ate there in Australia too. I'll show you what I cooked at the Airbnb, and and I rode every day almost there too. So yeah, you you have to have food, good food. I think these the plants it gives me more nutrition than eating the junk food. I think I felt my energy stayed up. And I did much better than I would have on the old way where, you know, we're trying to find the best cinnamon bun and, and, you know, because we're on the bike, right? So when you're riding your bike, you need anything you want. Wrong. <laughs> In fact, I should, that should be a true or false. When you're, when you're exercising, you can eat anything you want. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> the body, outrun. Right. Can't outride yeah. a bad diet, and the body is never not looking. <laughs> That's right. It registers everything. Okay, so now often people find that they struggle when, especially if they travel, keeping regular. So T or F, whole food plant exclusive foods help to keep the body regular, even on the road. Okay, what's well, been your experience? True, especially for the first time in my life, since I've gone whole food, plant exclusive, I can go when I travel. It used to be everything stopped. And I, I had constipation for the first 50 years anyway. And um, so something happened with menopause that I started at least being able to go. But since this 
way of eating. It's just been wonderful, whether I'm traveling or home or on an airplane. That used to, you know, I how dehydrated you get on the plane. It used to be days before anything would start moving again. And here it was every day. It's just yeah. a miracle. It is. Yeah. And it definitely makes it more enjoyable to travel when when you're regular. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a, I think I heard somebody say plant, plant, whole food plant exclusive people are regular people. <laughs> I love to poop. It's so much fun. Just clean that all out. Oh my gosh. Okay. We have one more to your F and then we're going to be talking about your story and we'll get to see your cooking demo and, and so much more. So T or F, keeping food from spoiling when traveling just takes planning. Hmm. Okay. And what, what do you have to say about that, Janet? True. I mean, you have to consider, you know, the foods that need refrigeration need to be eaten first unless you have some way to refrigerate them. Now, on the bicycle, I carried a, a, a carrier case, like a six-pack cooler, that they get for putting a six pack of beer in or a six pack of pop. And I took a, an ice uh, freezer, you know, the, the rectangle, um, what do you call that? The cooler packs? Yeah, the cooler pack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, that was another thing I kept make, making sure of at the hotel that it have a little freezer that I could keep that frozen so that I could carry food with me all day on the bicycle and keep it cool. So you definitely just want to have the you know enough planning that the cool things you can keep cool or eat them first and then have things that you can eat further on like you know carrots you they're not going to go bad they, they'll go over a day or two and um what else did i take snap peas and fruit so there's definitely ways to get around that I want to give you another shout out, Al Apple369. It's Janet. Wow. Hey, Apple. <laughs> Hi, Apple. <laughs> you have a lot of friends that are that are here to support you, and that's wonderful. I'm glad they're all here. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I hate to be just all by myself here. <laughs> Although and it's fun to visit with you, Amy. Yeah. And I do have to comment because when you first came on and I saw your background, I, I loved that it have like a, it's almost like a family photo behind you. It's my lineup. <laughs> yeah. Your lineup. So, so tell us a little bit about what's behind you. Cause you're in your kitchen and well, I just went through a huge remodel and um, the kitchen wasn't here. And so I had no stove. I had no stove top. I had no running water. Um, all I had was a few outlets. So I started my getting my collection of appliances that I could use outlets. So I could still with the Instapot, I could make rice, I could make soups and stews. Um, I got the Preble, the Breville. Um, oh, okay, I see. That's the Breville fryer. convection air fryer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I use that like an oven because uh -huh. I don't have an oven and because and, I don't need an oven. Yeah. So I just cook everything in that because you can roast, broil, bake, fry, air fry, you know, and but I got a little basket air fryer, too, because some things are so easy just to toss in there and for 10 minutes and they're done. And and I got the Nutramilk and the uh, uh, Cuisinart processor, 12 cup processor and yeah. the creamy. 
Oh, you piece. just got, yeah, I've been on the fence about that one, but it looks <gasps> so good. <laughs> but it's I'm really glad good. that you pointed this out because not only do you travel frequently and extensively, but also here you are in the middle of a kitchen reno and is that your excuse for, well, I guess I'm mm. going to have to dial up takeout or something. No, you still stay compliant. And, and, and you were pretty, it was almost like camping, I guess, for you, because you were limited on things that you had. And, yeah. and here you still were able to stay compliant. Now, not everybody would have to get all of those appliances, but even if they did like you're doing when you're traveling with the rice cooker, they could do quite a bit. Well, and it's, it, I, I did, I started the, the plant by plant exclusive whole food in uh, July of 2020. So it's been over a little over two years that I've been collecting these um, toys because, or I should say, call them, you know, my, my husband has a work, workshop, a wood shop, and he has tools for his shop and this is my shop. So these are my tools. <laughs> yes. Well, I always think about because I don't I don't frequent restaurants than I used to before this lifestyle. And wow, if you added it all up, even at the inexpensive restaurants, it sure would add up. And, you know, one visit to a restaurant and you could buy, you know, one of those appliances behind you. So you may as well because you're you're saving money this way. And so the downside is the restaurant's disappointing. But yes. these are so much fun. They are. You know, you, you really feel like you've, you've invested your money well. Absolutely. So why don't you take us on your journey and tell us about how you, uh, what happened in your throughout your life and what led you to this lifestyle? I've been a big girl my whole life. And I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and share the screen here so I can show you. Well, I, I have a picture if you if you don't want it, if you can't um, get it. It says it wants to share. Uh, yeah, I'll just show this. Is this what you wanted to share? Well, I was going to show a bunch of them, but. That, yeah, I have this one first. Yeah, show. okay. Uh -huh. So there I am. That was actually after my, I, I was married at 20, 19, 20, and divorced at 23. And I was practicing my addiction, which was overeating because I was miserable and he was practicing his, his issues. And um, I tried to eat my way out of the marriage. And of course that didn't work. <laughs> so, so I, I finally left and there I was probably, you know, around 180, 190. And the highest I went was 199 and three fourths. Um, and then I just wouldn't weigh myself anymore. So I don't know how much further I went. But um, I was around uh, in my 20s, in my mid 20s, and I struggled with trying to lose weight. And I, I always, I've been dieting since I was 12. And of course, the first time I tried it, I went lost weight really quickly, and then gained it just as quickly. And then the next time I tried it, I lost a little bit slower, but gained it more quickly, and then lost a, and a little bit more, like we all do. You know, and I gave myself a weight problem because I really wasn't that heavy starting out. But I was mortified that the gym teacher had all the girls line up and weigh themselves oh. a couple of pounds more than the other girls. So oh. Susanna thought, wanted to know how tall you are. I'm almost five, five. Okay. Yeah. Five foot four and three quarters. And uh, so 
I tried diet workshop and Weight Watchers and crash diets, the Stillman water diet and the grapefruit diet and you name it. I did all those. And then uh, when I was around just getting into my 30s, I read uh, Diets Don't Work by Bob Schwartz. And I started reading Janine Roth's books, uh, Breaking Free from Compulsive Eating. And I, I learned a lot from her, Women Who Love Too Much. And I, I actually even did a weekend um, retreat with her. She's wonderful. And then Body for Life, he taught me a lot about fueling rather than starving yourself. And I don't know, he was the first one that I heard that, that went, because I'm very active, I've always been really active. And he wanted, he says, you know, if you're gonna be active, you've got to give your body fuel in order to have it, have something to do with it. And I, reading all these people, I realized that diets weren't gonna work. And the only way I was gonna stop binging and overeating was if I stopped dieting. I mean, that was the only chance because every diet is followed with a binge. And it was right. so true. <laughs> yeah. So it's I almost like you're holding your breath for a really long time. And then finally, you have to stop holding your breath. And when you take that first breath, it's a huge inhale, right? So I, that's what it sounds like happened. Well, and knowing what I know now, you know, with the calorie density and the pleasure trap, that's why if I would have something, I couldn't stop. You know, then I was, I was eating everything. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, I got to start on a diet Monday. So I'm going to just party all weekend, you know, and it was a downward slope because Monday would come and I'd last for maybe an hour. <laughs> and then I'd be back because I was, a, I was an addict. Hmm. So here, yeah, here's uh, the calorie density chart that, that I'll, I'll come to that, but bring that up again for me. Sure. When you ask. Yeah. Okay. So, so in my thirties, um, I met the, the man I'm married to now, Stephen, and he was real skinny. <laughs> um, but I was in therapy and learning how to have a, a healthy relationship. I grew up in an alcoholism and my first husband was an alcoholic. So, um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't really aware that that's what was going on. And then I got into the 12-step program, Overeaters Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous. Just, I mean, if you go to one, you can go to any of them and meet people that are opening up and, and uh, understanding more about alcoholism and addiction. So I started to learn about all that. And I never lost a pound, but I was able to learn about alcoholism and start to open up a little bit because when you grow up in a in an environment like that, you're supposed to keep everything a secret, never let anybody know uh, what's, what's really going on. And uh, it's just, it's just a very dysfunctional um, environment, almost like a war zone growing up in my home because my dad was such, so toxic, you know, he was so angry all the time. So then I, because I, when I was eating my way out of my, the first marriage, I wasn't real active. I was working because he wasn't working much. So I was doing, you know, six days a week, 10 hours a day. And um, so then when I got away from that, I actually went back to school. And when I went to college, 
um, I started to become active again. I, I actually uh, worked as a uh, janitor in a co-recreational gymnasium so that I'd have access to the gym. And um, nine times around the, the inside track of the gym was a mile and I couldn't run around it once. I was so out of shape and heavy. And, and at um, this time you were about how old again? I was in around 30. Hmm. Yeah. That's when I got back to school and I, well, actually, I guess I was in my mid twenties. I, I finished up when I was 30. You were in your mid twenties and, and yeah. you couldn't even yeah. accomplish yeah. that. So that's yeah. quite a young age to. Going from a tomboy who, you know, ran everywhere and rode my bicycle that was three speed stuck in third. I, I just <laughs> became this fat making machine really. And um, so what happened? I, I put myself through college and I became a physical therapist. Wow. And, you know, I didn't think they'd even accept me because for me, I was so heavy, you know, and it's like, why well, physical therapists are notoriously skinny, you know? Um, but I did love the idea of physical therapy and, and helping people recover and rehab after injury. So I did end up doing that. And the, the gal who interviewed me later told me I was, I was her favorite interview. So I thought, Oh, I mean, I just had no idea about myself, right. That my self-esteem was so low um, with all that I'd been through already, but being in college was really cool because nobody knew where I was from and, and, and people treated me like a person. And it was, it was really amazing. And, um, and that's where I, I found out about over overeaters anonymous and, um, started to learn so much. And I gradually, I started out at, in Indiana at Purdue university, but then my mom had breast cancer. So I went ahead and came back home because I knew she was going to have a hard time handling this on her own. Cause my dad wasn't much help. Um, so I went to, to try to help her out. And then I transferred to the University of Buffalo. And that's where I got into the physical therapy program. And and it, it, it's amazing how things work because it was two weeks before I would have become a resident in Indiana. Because you know how you have to live a place for a year oftentimes. So, but instead of becoming a resident, I went ahead and went back to Buffalo, New York, where I'm from and uh, enrolled at University of Buffalo. Wow. And yeah, so then I I stayed with the University of Buffalo and uh, graduated in 1984 and started working in Dayton, Ohio. And when I started working in Dayton, Ohio, I went through a, a period where I was suicidal. You know, I, I joined a suicide hotline because after all that schooling and all that money, I was working harder than I'd ever worked in my life. I was in a a 28 bed rehab unit working with uh, people who'd had strokes and spinal cord injuries and multiple sclerosis. And oh, I mean, wow. really, yeah, that's a lot to, to see. And I was exhausted all the yeah. time. You know, I'd, I'd get there and start at seven in the morning and work till seven at night. And I didn't have any other kind of life. Um, but I did sign up to volunteer for at the, at the hotline so that I wouldn't do it myself, you know, I was like, I was afraid I was going to do something because like, man, if this is life, forget it. You know, my life had just been so hard up until right. then and then continued. Um, but 
something happened and I, I made it through that period of my life and my life has just opened up. I, you know, of course I adjusted to the, to the schedule and, and, um, got involved with people. I was in Dayton, Ohio, uh, from the last part of the physical therapy is you do these internships, these six week internships. And, um, I'd done one in Dayton, Ohio, and I really loved the, the hospital there and the people there. So I ended up taking a job there. And then in Dayton, that, of course, that's home of the Wright brothers. <laughs> so, so and and I, I got a bicycle and started riding and they had a cross country ski club, even though it doesn't really snow much in Dayton, Ohio, but we'd go up to Michigan and, and uh, cross country ski. And, you know, I started to become active and involved in, in the community. And uh, I spent a couple of I came out west to visit with my twin brother and oh my gosh, it was gorgeous out here. And I had, I had actually taken a uh, camp counselor job out here that my brother had set up for me while I was in a summer while I was in college. So I came here for the summer and work, but a, a lot of things happened at that camp that weren't really great. And so I realized I can't just move to a beautiful place because even though the place is beautiful, the, the situation may not be the greatest. So I played it safe and, and worked in Ohio, but then I came out to visit with my brother and his wife and we uh, went uh, camping and traveling in Washington and Idaho and just had a wonderful time. And I just thought, you know, it really is an amazing place. I, I love to live out West. And when I went back to Ohio, I was on a bike ride in the rain and put the, the brakes on and my bike slid out from under me and I fell and separated my shoulder and I couldn't work for a while and I couldn't ski and I couldn't ride. So it took me out of that regular social calendar system thing. And I was able to, to, um, to leave. I, I actually, uh, because I couldn't work for a while, allowing it to heal. I read the book, women who love too much. Mm. You ever heard of that book? And it was, it was just me, you know, I, I threw the, the, the book against the, the wall a couple of times. It's like, oh my God, it was just so much my, you know, I was living my life through other people. Um, like I, I was terrified of, of men. And, um, and so my girlfriends would all use me to, to talk to about their relationships. And I would just be thanking my lucky stars that I wasn't in one, but I was avoiding living life. You know, mm. I was just the, the, the person they could come to. I was, you know, overweight. And, and uh, even though I was active, I was still, I couldn't take weight off. It was as if my body was so used to um, being heavy. It just, it, diets didn't work anymore. I don't know if you've experienced that, but they just become so much less effective. I mean, there were times when I'd be completely compliant on a Weight Watchers plan for a week and gain a pound. So... It, it was very frustrating. Yeah. So I just you, gave up. You just face so much adversity, you know, with your relationships and with your home life and, and things that happen with school and work and, and illnesses with, with loved ones. And, and then, you know, here you are, you're, you're trying, right? It's not that you're yeah. not trying. And then eventually your body is saying, you're just not picking, you're not making the right choices, but you're right. thinking what other choices are there, right? So yeah. how, and it's just remarkable that with all the things that you faced, that you just kept, you kept going. 
I know. You know? You there were times when I wondered if I would. <laughs> yeah. And then when you're reading that book, I mean, throwing the book, that that's just saying, okay, I just got a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I'm not liking it and I don't want to know anymore. Right. She was she was right on with what and then I was you picked doing. it up anyway yeah. and kept reading. Had seen, you know, and she said, you know, the only way you're gonna get out of this is to, to go get some facilitated therapy because you're used to being the hero. You're used to being the one that's there for everybody else. You have no idea what you want. You don't know how to take care of yourself. You know, you don't know how to have a healthy relationship because you've never seen one or, or experienced one. Mm. And she was absolutely right. And so when I moved out here in 1986, that's what I did. I found somebody at, that I went to that I immediately, she really made me angry. And I thought, Okay, I need to stick with this one. She's That's gonna, how you know. She's not going to put up with any of my crap, you know. And um, soon after I started with her, um, you know, like a few months, like maybe half a year, um, she said, I, would you be interested in joining a group? Because if we get in a group, you'll recreate, the group will become your family mm. and you'll be able to deal with some of those family situations. And uh, so I said, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to do that. And um, and and actually, Stephen joined the group, my husband. And after several more months, we decided, you know, we should try some of this on each other because we know what we're doing. You know, what, who better to try these things on, these tools, these new tools that we were being given. And um, so we we our first date was like a, a Halloween, Halloween of um, 1987. And of course, the the counselor she freaked out. She's like, "No, no, you can't because you're can't date you're somebody." Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> said, "Yeah, yeah, we understand that, but we're not really, you know, and we're going to do it." When and the attraction saying, happens, there's nothing that can stop. Because <laughs> you're only a couple of four year olds, and we're like, "Well, we'll grow up together," you know. And uh, when we saw her later on, and we went ahead and we we said, "We'll we'll quit the group because we understand your your concern guidelines." And yeah. But actually, the whole group disbanded then, and and we were so close with everybody. We continued meeting and watching the the John Bradshaw tapes on the family. Are uh, you familiar with John Bradshaw? That no, I'm not familiar with him. He, he yeah. just he's a wonderful uh, counselor for for adult children from dysfunctional mm -hmm. families. Yeah, I'm glad so, I'm glad you kind of brought that up, adult children, because people who. Um, maybe if they're alcoholics for a long period of time or, you know, have drug addiction or have, you know, like you were saying from a dysfunctional family, oftentimes they don't get to grow up and mature in the way that other people do. And they right. kind of miss out oh, yeah. on life's lessons and they, and they kind of jump from this age to that age. But meanwhile, they don't have the, the life lessons and the, and the slow, gradual maturing and, and gaining of knowledge and how, how to operate their lives in, in a healthy way. And then Absolutely. suddenly you get, you get to that point where you're sober, which in your case, you, you would say food addiction, where you'd say that you were oh. a food addict, right? So oh, that was yeah. something that you had to become sober from. And, and that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. That, that you're, that you're four-year-olds. Well, <laughs> <Whatever. relationship addiction. laughs> right. Relationship addiction is, is huge. And mm. even thought addiction, believing addicted to believing your thoughts, your anxieties, your fears, you know, rather than taking life as it comes, 
just uh, there, there's a lot of different ways you can be addicted to different things that are unhealthy, mm. but don't allow you to experience life as it, as it unfolds. Yeah. And this is important to mention because yeah, the plant-based exclusive lifestyle is wonderful and it does so many wonderful things for people, but some people need a little extra help in other areas. And yes. if they're a food addict or if they've, you know, had some circumstances that they came from their family or what have you, sometimes you, you just, you, it's not, it's not nothing wrong with, with getting some help. Because wonderful. can you imagine if the, the, the woman in the, her early mid twenties, you back then could see you now? I know. If only I'd known. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. So marvelous. true. So true. So Stephen and I got married in 1988. We've been married for 30, 13, 35 years this year. Yeah, it, that's that's what I keep telling my. I married about the same amount of time as you, and I I tell my husband, just say 30, and then when we get to 35, I'll just I say just say 35. When it hits 40, I'll tell you, and you'll just say 40. Just keep rounding it off because you have to keep. <laughs> keep from calculating. Yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, and you know, through our, our 30 some years. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I would, I did things like body for life, um, carbohydrate addicts, mm. diet, uh, Schwartz spine, Susie powder, stop the insanity. Um, the zone Adkins. You know, oh. all these different things and nothing. Atkins, for those who aren't familiar, is really paleo or, keto. you know. Yeah. 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 Keto is yeah. pretty much meat and pretty water. Pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I don't even like meat. You know, I don't even, I mean, it, it just was going to be so easy. I didn't have to weigh or measure like Weight Watchers. That was just so, you know, I yeah. was a lifetime Weight Watchers three times. So you can be lifetime until you put more than two pounds back on, or at least in the days that I was doing it. And so three different times I got all the way down and then would go all the way back up again, of course, before I'd go back and do it again. And I mean, there were other things in between, but Weight Watchers was three of those times. And um, see, where was I going with that? Oh yeah. Just tried all those things. And then I, I could get down to around between 150 and 160 and I couldn't ever, I, I might, my Weight Watchers goal was 138. Uh -huh. And besides those three times when I hit it for about a second, because, you know, the second I hit it, then I was like, oh, I can eat something, yes. you know? And yeah. then I, I couldn't stop. And it was always going to be the next Monday, the next Monday. And the next Monday never, never came until I was so fat again. I couldn't stand it anymore because I hate being overweight. So anyways, um, because I'm, I'm active, I think I could get away with some of the, the being 150 and you can show that picture where I'm with my sister and my mother. Okay. Let's my brother. See if you can, um, well, I actually have them together. So we're, we'll show you the, I had this, is that the well, one? That's, here? That, no, that's, that's just me. Okay. The well, one I think I, yeah, I may, I may have not had that one on here. So, oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Well, uh, I was, what people would say, uh, you know, they'd say, well, it's not that you're fat. You're just, I can't remember what word they use, but I was. Big bone. A lot of times they say yeah, big yeah. bone. Yeah. And hefty. 
I hefty, mean, yeah. they wouldn't use the word hefty. That's what I use when I when I look at it. But we're all big German stock, you know, big. big uh, yeah. And because right. um, it's like it's in the family, right? Yes. So just exactly. accept it. These are your genes and this is the way. Yeah. Right. And what yeah. do they what do they say about it runs in the family? Have you heard that? Yeah, the recipes you know, run in the family. Right. It's not right. It's not that the overweight or the illnesses. It's the recipes that run in the family. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, my mom, she she was convinced that potatoes make you fat. And when she wanted to lose weight, she'd cook a roast beef and just eat slices of roast beef. So she was totally a you know, now I know she was a keto person. Uh-huh. And I love potatoes. I was so sad when when I learned I couldn't eat potatoes, you know. Uh-huh. Can you imagine if you only knew? <laughs> I know, I know. I, oh. I would have been the perfect, the perfect. Uh, well, I am now, so yes. I just there I you just go. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyways, uh, well, so thanks. I want to know how you found out about the whole food plant based diet, but you call it, you like to call it the whole food plant exclusive lifestyle, right, right? Right. Because Chef AJ, you know, she says plant based can mean anything, mm-hmm. but I I'm not just based on plants. I'm exclusively plants. Okay, so in in uh, April of 2020, no, in February of 2020, Steve and I went on a tour in Arizona with this group that we hang out with. And Charlie and Carol in the group were vegan. And we're like, all right, what's this all about? You know, we're rolling our eyes. And they were vegan through the whole bike tour. And even, you know, like they would call ahead and they, they did all the things that I do now. But at the time we were like, wow, that just looks like a lot of work and they're so fussy and, you know, (laughs) but then he lent us the, the DVD eating you alive. And when we were on another tour in Eastern Oregon, um, we watched that eating you alive and I could not eat animals after that, after I watched that. Yeah. So that was that summer and then, or, or later spring. And, um, I, I listened to how not to die Michael Gregor on YouTube. I can't sit still enough to read. So I just listened to the mm-hmm. YouTubes and then I just started listening to YouTubes. I went out and bought the cookbook, how not to die. And I started cooking the recipes in his book because, you know, the same question everybody else asks is what do I, what do we eat now? because we're not eating meat. And um, at first I was still eating fat. And so I put on about seven pounds. <laughs> um, and part of that was because I, we finished with the tour. And anytime I finish a tour, I tend to put on weight because I'm not touring anymore. I'm not riding every day, 40, 50, 60 miles. Um, it's just something that happens. Although uh, on that, that picture that you showed of me, with me, the, the second one. That on the left is me on the. Okay, we well kind of froze up, but that one on the left is when you were on the tour, I think you're trying to say. Yeah, I think she's freezing up a little bit, but we're going to get her back in a second. But uh, Janet had made a comment. Of course, the one on the right is what she looks like now, but on the left, I think that she had made a comment that even though she, there she was on a bike tour, right? Riding. And here she thought that uh, she was getting fit and she still realizes that she had more to do 
I think Janet, I don't know if you can hear me, but you might have to sign yourself out and then sign back in again in order to, uh, oh, maybe you're back. Are you back, can you Janet? Hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay. I was trying to fill in yeah. for you. You were talking about the picture on the left. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So, so by July, so this is, you know, from February to July. And I said in July, I said, let's just July 1st, let's just put this to the test. And, um, and that's what we did. Oh, wait a second. I got to let this person, this is an important person. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a fabulous thing when we think about how, you know, all your life you were, you know, well, you were the last time you weighed yourself, you were almost 200 pounds and you probably were higher than that and all the adversity that you went through. And just to think that, and even though that you actually gained some weight after you started the lifestyle, that could have discouraged you or given you the excuse to say, well, I guess it's in my genes and so forth, but that really didn't seem to discourage you. Are you with us, Janet? You're breaking up quite a bit. Yeah. But okay. now you're back. Yep. Go ahead. So, so yeah, no, I, you know, he always says, put it to the test. And I thought, let's just put this whole thing to the test. It's going to make, and um, I still hadn't heard the, the calorie density uh, talk yet, but I, he, so I just, I went with what he did. And, um, and then Dr. B, Dr. Bill, Bill Bolchevitz, uh, we've had him Bill, on the show yeah. a couple of times. He's fabulous. And you know how he has his 28-day plan? He has a challenge, yeah. Yeah, well, I did that too because one of our folks had it and they let me borrow it. And I thought, well, you know, there's another way, uh, more different things of how to eat this way. And then I found Chef AJ. And my whole life changed, you know, where I, she talked about the calorie density. I saw her from um, fat bitch to skinny, no, from fat vegan to skinny bitch. And um, I started listening to Dr. Goldhammer and Dr. Lyle. And I mean, this calorie density is a, is a, uh, a weight, uh, a game changer. And the pleasure trap, knowing that my brain is going to want that bottom half of that list always. And, and it just, it's just going to be in the background going, Oh, doesn't that look good? Doesn't that smell good? You got to have that. Don't you think you should, you know, maybe just this once, blah, 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 blah. Just chatter, 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 ignore it because it's not going to go away, but you can always keep practicing with the top five items and it'll become more of a background noise rather than I'm in that forefront, just lighting up my brain and, you know, trying to get me to, to uh, just this once have something. And I got on this, uh, the, the first five ingredients and I started to drop weight and I just, it just melted off. And within a year I dropped down be it below 138, 120. My lower weight, I was just looking at my calendar for January. And last January, I was 115 pounds. 
and today I'm like 117. Here, I mean, that was even good though, right? Last January, <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> so of course that was lasting, and uh, so I. Yeah, even for, even for myself, because I began the lifestyle in 2012, and I went got to my goal what weight, way? and then I got to my fantasy weight, and I even even now, probably in the past couple of years, I dropped a little more weight, which it's just amazing. Uh -huh. You know, you just have to be a little patient, and it'll happen. I really enjoyed your interview with Chef AJ, you and your husband. That was that oh, was great. I'm, you've been on there a couple times, but yes, yeah, we've um, been on there a few times. It's been very yeah. great, but, but yeah, this is just to know, as you said, with the pleasure trap and if those, we, we put a link to the book, but for those who aren't familiar with it, th these foods are designed to hit the pleasure center of your brain. And if you think that you can just have one, it's for most people, it's not possible. You know, there are some people who can smoke a cigarette, you know, at once every six months and nothing will happen. But for most people who are smokers, that's not how it is. And the same goes with food, except it's even yeah. more difficult because it's everywhere and there's people offering it to you all the time too. <laughs> yeah. And Susanna uh -huh. said, good advice. I'm feeling impatient to lose the last 10 pounds. Yep. Give yourself a break, Susanna. It's good. It's going to happen. And when you stop paying attention and you just keep doing what you're doing, all this one day is going to happen and you'll say, oh my goodness, how, how did this happen? You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's I, I think when you get really close, it's so much easier to make excuses because you're so much. She's, and she looks so good. And, um, you know, it, it, when you get that low, you can't, you can't slip, you know, you right. can't slip every week. I mean, it's just, it's those last. 10, 15 pounds. And you really, that's when you really got to shore it up and, and just go for right. it. Yeah. yeah. Because you say, Oh, I've, I only, I'm so close to my goal. So I can just do a little bit of this. And that's that they, they say that there's this addictive demon inside of you that is in the corner doing pushups, yes. you know, <laughs> yes. so, and that, that, is never going away. And, and then when you think that you're so close to your goal, you're like, Oh, what's a little, this, it won't even, it'll be a little blip. It won't even show up. And that's, it's just not the way it is. Yeah. So today you are going to share with us some, some food that you make when you're traveling. So yeah. maybe we should do that because okay, I would love to see what you have. And, and I want to let everybody know that the recipes are going to be in the show notes. So don't worry about it. You know, just have fun and watch and you can, Get the recipes later. Now we were going to use my phone to to picture things, but the phone isn't working. So I'm going to have to see if I can show you this way. Okay, that's wonderful. So on the road, I'm evening for dinner, and grocery stores. I'd, I'd always make sure that there was a, a grocery store. So this is on the bike trip, trip that I'm talking about. So. I would get a, a clove of garlic and it would last me for several meals. And I would make this for dinner and for breakfast, this soup that I'm going to make now. And um, it was just wonderful. I love it. I'm so glad I eat veggies for breakfast, which is something AJ commonly suggests. And I think it works wonderfully in, in uh, 
um, because of the there's a there's an ingredient in vegetables that cut your appetite. Can't remember. Right, and that's so true. And we're about the United the United States is about the only country where we don't eat vegetables for breakfast. Anytime if you travel internationally, there's so many people that uh, yeah. that do. And what yeah. and in the beginning, it may sound like oh, vegetables for breakfast, but you you can do it, and then it just becomes normal. Turkey and Greece, they had lots of chopped up vegetables and yogurt and and uh, yeah, all kinds of wonderful foods to eat, real food. Yeah. yeah. And Europe, they, they don't have necessarily there. They have, you know, cuts of meat and cheese and breads and stuff, but it's so different than as far as that it's not sugar based. Like, like we have here, I can always find a zucchini. And so I would do, you know, a portion of the zucchini. Um, so it all took the soup. And then I could always find a little potato. And you don't and, you don't peel the potato, right, Janet? You know, I don't. I like it yeah, all. I don't either. And then uh, Brussels sprouts, I just shaved them real thin so they'd cook. And the potatoes, I'd cut real small. That's too. a lot of food that's sitting in there. And, isn't that? And then some broccoli. And then the wonderfulness of mushrooms. They would create such an amami, a gravy, because all I put in is some water and these mushrooms. And it was just amazing how they would make it taste so yummy. We'll see what that sauce is that, uh, that Janet's going to show us. But it's very interesting that... Uh, Okay, it's just the, just this little rice cooker that you can. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, did I tell? Did you hear of any of the spices? Uh, no, but you can turn it around so we can see the label if you like. And Apple three sixty nine said the cereal industry really sold us all a lie with their marketing. <laughs> and Colleen said, not just the cereal industry. All industries. Yeah, you're yeah. right. There's a quite a, quite a bit. Okay, so go ahead. You froze up a little bit. So, so I, I mm -hmm. just put a little combination of spices from home in that jar. So mm -hmm. smoked paprika, garlic powder, onion powder, turmeric, pepper. Um, yeah, the recipe should be in the show notes. And now I'm just going to fill this with water and put it in the, the pot, the uh, rice, rice cooker. cooker. So I just let me fill it with water. And then I'll show you pictures. And I love how, product. I mean, if you notice, I mean, Janet really stuffed that thing full. It looks like it's about to overflow. But of course we yeah. know, especially mushrooms, a lot of these things will cook down and then you'll get some beautiful juice. It would make me a couple bowls of soup though. Yeah, yeah. This, this would be great for people if they have to uh, go to work outside of the home too. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's a great idea. So all you need is, is, and it's so small, it's still, it's very portable. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I just carry it on a bike. If I can carry it on a bike, you could certainly carry it. You could. Car. Yeah. And then you could just take that to work, plug it in. And then by the time, how long is it going to be that it takes? It usually takes it um, 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. So yeah. just 
right half hour before lunch break, you plug it in and then you could have, have that. Or even at home, sometimes, you know, we don't want to make the kitchen messy and we just, especially if we're just cooking for one person. So this has a lot of applications. This is yeah. wonderful. And, and Jesse T said, and you can freeze them for trips. Yes. Very good. Apple. Yeah. Apple said that's a nice little rice cooker. <laughs> yeah. And well, wow. you know, uh, Everybody that I've met here, I've met on Chef AJ's site. And I gave this cooking demonstration last Wednesday on uh -huh. FFOF, the four o'clock Wednesday. And um, so they've seen my pictures of the, the soup when it's done. Or when it's cooked. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm because sure it's it seems like I'm not, I can't share my screen here for some reason. Okay. Well, we'll try to put it up. Um, you'll probably email me the picture and then we'll try to sure. put it up on the thumbnail so that when people come back to it, they'll, we'll try to see if they can see it that way. And then also where I've put the recipes, there's a, a link to the, uh, my blog where the recipe is, and we'll put a picture there too. And then people can see that, but that's what I love how you say, if it fits on my bike, <laughs> anybody can do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is something that even if you're traveling on the airplane, right, you can take this rice cooker with you. Mm -hmm on the airplane or, or what, what, this is just wonderful. I'm, you know, AJ it. takes her instant pot. I mean, yes. if you've got a plane and you, you're driving to the thing, you can do all kinds of stuff. But, um, and I didn't take this with me to Australia because in Australia I was stayed at an Airbnb and she had a wonderful big, uh, um, electric nonstick fry pan. Oh, and so I cooked all my vegetables in that. And then there was an oven there. So I baked potatoes and kabocha squash in the oven and she had pots so I could make soup. I made uh, split pea and, and uh, red lentil soup. So that was great. Um, with the hotel room, I'll use the, the ice bucket to make salads in. It's a great thing to make salads in. I always carry a bowl with me, a big bowl so that I can put salads in it and, and cereal in it and, um, my dinner, my soups in it. So it's a one bowl does all things. And really, it's amazing how little you need when you travel. Yeah. Um, so I, Jennifer wants to know, how did you figure out how much food was enough food to bring while traveling on all those flights? I just, you know, went through, okay, I'm going to need, you know, so many potatoes on each day, at least a sweet potato. And and I just wrote down each day and what I thought I'd probably need. The nice thing about when you're on a plane is you're not doing a lot of walking and working out. So you're not as hungry as you would be because you're, most of what you're doing is sitting. Um, and so I just, you know, I just guessed. And the neat thing was uh, Sandy, who's on Chef AJ's site, she used to live in Perth and she had a friend in Perth that she let me hook up with. And Suhong came and picked me up at the, picked Stephen and I up at the airport, port, her and her husband, Malcolm. And they, the first thing they did was they drove us to a grocery store. And they knew. <laughs> many people are like, take me to the, to the shopping and the boutiques. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, your whole food 
plant exclusive when the first place that you want to go when you land is the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. And it was a Banera Fresh. It was all fruits and vegetables, beans and grains. So, I mean, just, just with our conversations before we went, she knew and she heard. I mean, how many people, they wouldn't get it, you know, but she heard and, and took us there. And then she even invited me for lunch. And I said, oh, you know, I'll just bring my own food. I'm real fussy. I don't eat sugar, salt, or fat. And and I don't want to pin that on you. And she did it anyway. And I, that was another picture I had where she had a whole spread of vegetables. And she has a garden. And she was growing vegetables in the garden and strawberries. And she just made all this wonderful stuff. And uh, what a sweetie. Just that really helped me transition from the plane to the Airbnb without, you know, having to ride or walk somewhere to a store and, and get food when I was, you know, when I was all out, I mean, it was time to restock. So just the whole thing, it's just magical the way if you take a step towards what it is you want, the world comes 10 steps towards you, you know, and just helps you succeed. It's just, Wow. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It just seems that, that if you point yourself to and your energy to, towards something that you're supposed to be doing, all of a sudden things that you never even noticed start opening up. And yeah. it's a great community. The Green Warriors here are awesome communities. Chef AJ's tribe, they're great. And pe- people just want to help each other. And we have lots of resources to share. And I love how when the Green Warriors are on here with us and they chat with each other and share resources with each other. And it's just so important. Jennifer said, Janet, you are the best. <laughs> Inspiring and a great teacher of how to do it right. Thanks, Jennifer. <laughs> Susanna said, Janet, you're such an overcomer. <laughs> and Colin well, you know- said, Hello, everyone. Glad to see Janet here with her story. Hi, Colleen. <laughs> oh, one is- more. Tennyson Yoga Girl said, Janet, you are a true <laughs> green warrior. Yay. <laughs> uh, maintenance has been something new for me. And for the last year, I've been in maintenance. And, you know, it's just as important to keep on eating this way as it is to get down here. So, um, you know, that's my big lesson now is, is staying here and not going astray. So I still listen to things every day and will continue to do so. I plan on doing the reboot in January and, um, you know, it doesn't end. I mean, I had 65 years of standard American diet, so I'm, I'm sticking with this for, and with all my support, you know. Jesse T wants to know what are your favorite snacks? <laughs> Fresh fruit. Um, you know, I love the creamy. Um, when I'm on the bike, carrot sticks and snap peas. Uh, yeah, I love I do love snap peas. I could just yeah. Yeah, if you open up a little bag of those things, they're probably going to be just gone. <laughs> and, a, and a potato. You know, yeah. I always have cooked potatoes, cooked sweet potatoes and cooked red and purple potatoes and just grabbing a potato. I mean, that if, if I'm eating a piece of fruit and it's still I just want more fruit, I think nah, time to have a potato. You're hungry enough for a potato. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the things that you have to that you've learned your your new self-talk. Right. And a bowl of vegetables. I, I'd love to just eat a bowl of mixed 
vegetables because I always have mixed vegetables in the fridge too. Yeah. And that's what's so wonderful about this lifestyle, right? You don't have to, to worry about overeating because if you eat the correct food, right? And the, talking about the calorie density and just eating the, the ones that are above the red line, you can eat enough until you're comfortably full. And then everything, everything's going to be okay. And there's not, you don't have to weigh and measure and you don't have to, to go hungry. Right. So what would you say to someone who is thinking about adopting this lifestyle or maybe someone who's been doing it, but it just hasn't been working out for them? Well, you know, I, I started a pod. I wanted to tell you for that, to help people transition because the, with the pleasure trap, it's, it can be very difficult. And I've worked with people who couldn't go one week whole food plan exclusive. So, um, and I mean, I didn't for 65 years. It's, it's a very, very difficult dilemma. Once the light goes on, I mean, something just clicked. And once it started working and I started losing, I realized this is going to be a lifestyle. This is, this is for life. You can't go back and, and start drinking and, and eating fried foods and um, dairy. I mean, it's just, it's a slippery slope. So I, I don't know what I'd say. It would depend on the situation and the person I would be, I would be um, hopefully sympathetic unless there's somebody that I'm working with day in, day in and day out. I finally get to a place where I say, you know, stop it. <laughs> just, just stop it. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. not going to get there if you keep on, you know, giving into the pleasure trap. It just, just ain't going to happen. You just get even more hooked. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Well, we put the the link in the in the show notes, but also up here for the, your Facebook group, the Kitsap County Podsters. Is there anything else you want to tell people about what you're doing or or? Well, I, for for the pod, I'm doing YouTube videos under the Kitsap or uh, Plant Powered Peddler, and um, I I haven't when we came home, we were into the last bits of the the county with the the final house inspection. So I haven't had a chance and then the holidays and everything, but I like to, to make things for the, you know, whatever they ask, you know, let, let show us how you make, you know, sushi or, or oh. corn tortillas or, yeah. or cook on the road, you know, so I'll, I'll do the different things for them, but you know, anything I can do to help people shift or, and I'm, I'm going to do a potluck next month. My first potluck, because oh, you know, we're done with the, with the 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 county, so yeah, I've just really been chomping at the bit to yeah. to start meeting people and and sharing food and and um, growing this community, you know, into a more plant exclusive, healthy community. Because everybody's so overweight. Oh my gosh! And yes. you can't it's get out. Gotta stop. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you so much, Janet for sharing your weight loss journey and also the things that you had to overcome because there's a lot of people that out there that are having their own journeys that they're experiencing and you're just so motivational and, and knowing that, you know, you, there are so many things that people can face, but you can get to the other side and sometimes it might take longer than you wish, 
but it, it'll happen. Everybody, please click like to show your appreciation for what Janet shared with us today. And Thanks for listening in, buds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a few fans with you today, which was very nice. And I'm sure that people will be sharing this so other people can watch it after the live is over. And Green Warriors, tell us what you're going to remember. What is your takeaway? And please stay tuned for a special announcement. I did want to thank Jess Tass Voice because she did the voiceover and the promos, and she's always so helpful to us. And Jess Tass Voice, tell us who's coming up next. Eclectically trained physical therapist and nutrition educator Eileen Kopsitis empowers others on how to resolve pain using effective strategies they can perform at home on Wednesday, January 4th. 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Be Green with Amy Live. And as a thank you to you Green Warriors, I have something that I'll give a link to in the show notes and also here. It's a, a coloring page. And what a great way to start the new year. Each month has all the days numbered. And if you have a goal of doing something every day, like maybe eating another vegetable or maybe exercising, whatever it is your goal is going to be for the new year, every day of each month, you can color in a little slot. And that's my gift to you guys. I'm hoping that that'll help. I really thought it was really cute. So I wanted to share it with all of you. Now, please go ahead and take your right hand and grab your left shoulder and take your left hand and grab your right shoulder. Now squeeze, because that's a hug from me to you. And if you could please join me with Janet as we do our ta my tagline. Are you ready, Janet? Yep. Okay. Well, until I see you guys again, remember, be strong, be well, and be green. green. <laughs> Thanks, Janet. Bye, Green Warriors. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, bye -bye. Now you can listen to Be Green with Amy expert interviews wherever you go. Listen while walking, meal prepping, or traveling. Find Be Green with Amy on Apple, Google, Alexa, Amazon, or virtually anywhere you find podcasts. Be strong, be well, and be green with Be Green with Amy.